When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to the East Bank Sports Show with your host, Matt and Noah. Welcome into the East Bank Sports Show, everyone. I'm Noah, and we talk all things Cleveland sports, not just the Browns. And this is our first episode on the Fanatical Elves Network. Matt, how was your weekend, buddy? Wasn't a bad one. Busy weekend at work, but all around good. How about yours? Yeah, man, it was pretty good. We went to the Drake concert, uh, the first one in saw on Saturday. It was a good time. Um, was in the Channel 19 suite, got to enjoy, bought some merch. If you can see and you're watching and you're not listening on Spotify or Apple Music. But yeah, it was a good weekend through and through. No complaints. No, I mean, that's definitely solid. Well, I don't know. Why don't we get right into it here? Let's lead it off with the Cavs coming out of All-Star break. Noah? <laughs> the Cavs are cold, man. The Cavs came a little cold at All-Star break. I think we'll be all right. Just beat the Wizards. Uh, Donovan Mitchell was sick coming out of All-Star break as well. Uh, some of my coworkers were joking he was just hungover from enjoying the time off, which, you know, to each his own. Happens Absolutely. to the best of us, right? Um, yeah, I... I don't have a lot to really say on it right now, just because, you know, you lose two or three games. The sky is not falling. Um, Sometimes you're hot, sometimes you're not. And last game was a win in Washington and they play tomorrow night. And I believe it's Minnesota. No, it's not Minnesota, but they play tomorrow night and we're back at it and we're going for the wins and, to keep that two seed and they played Dallas. I just remembered they played Dallas because I'm excited because I'll be on the court with Kyrie and Luca and we brought them up in the last episode. So yeah, no complaints. Um, Cavs keep doing their thing. There's a lot of season left and let's hold on to that two seed. Absolutely. Carry it into the playoffs. Hopefully have a better run than uh, I don't even want to bring it up. (laughs) Uh, a couple little points I want to hit on while we're talking Cavs I want to give Kobe Altman his flowers Um, the trades that he's gotten through uh, Dante Exum and Milwaukee's first for Jared Allen uh, Terion Prince for Ricky Rubio who then turns into Karis LeVert Evan Mobley you know he drafted him traded Larry Nance for Laurie Markkinen which is a big part of how we ended up landing Donovan Mitchell and or is honestly kind of a dog now too. So this to be able to see that talent, uh, I just want to give him his flowers because I feel like sometimes this Cavs organization gets dunked on a little bit 
And there's no reason for that. We're the two seed right now. Uh, don't think Donovan's going anywhere, as I've said on our previous episodes before we were a part of the Fanatical Elves. But one thing I wanted to cover, which I think is relatively important, is Donovan came out and defended Darius Garland. Uh, I believe this was today because, you know, Garland's been getting a lot of criticism and we've talked about this, Matt. You kind of took the stance, not that you believed it, but the stance of, okay, maybe we should look to deal Darius at the trade deadline a couple episodes back. Um, I'm going to not say the bad words in this, but his quote was, the way people have been talking is effing ridiculous. It's BS. It's not fair to him at all. And I can't agree more. The dude couldn't eat solid food for a month because his jaw was wired shut. And you expect him to come back and be at a healthy playing weight and be at a weight and a level of fitness, you know, to play all-star caliber basketball. Relax. Like we said in that episode, DG is going to be fine. 100% Matt, it's impossible. I, I don't think I've gone three days with a sinus issue. And then been fine the day after. Like, no, come on, cut the dude a break. He'll be all right. This entire team's going to be all right. We're on the start of our hot streak now. Right. We're all worried about it right now. And then he had, I believe, 21 points and like six or seven assists last night. Like, let everybody just settle back in. It doesn't have to feel doom and gloom like the beginning of the season did. Let's take a deep breath. Let's go into this second half of the season and wrap up with at least the two seed. I want that two seed, man. I want home court as an employee, as a fan. Matt, we got a little bit of Browns news to talk about. There's a lot of Nick Chubb going on this week. And I, you know, it really bothered me. Tell us about it, man. You know... I think we're not the only two when we say this. Well, let's start here. It's no secret that there were rumors going around that it made sense from a money standpoint to cut Nick Chubb from the Browns football team. However, I think the Browns organization knew they would have fans in Berea trying to burn the building down the instant that happened. I never really took too much stake in it. I always thought it was just kind of stupid off-season rumors that always go around every year. He's the best back in football, in my opinion. He's the heart and soul of that team. We're not getting rid of him, especially after the cap goes up by $30 million. There's no reason to cut him anymore. Yeah, I can't agree more with you. When you have a guy that is you know, arguably the face of the franchise, you know, you have names out there. You could say Amari, you can see miles, you know, Chubb is in my opinion, the face of the Cleveland Browns franchise to even remotely think that they're going to move away from him over salary cap issues. When you know, you know, we are the goat of messing around with the salary cap. Andrew Barry does whatever he wants. The salary cap does not apply to that man. So why now, when a guy that is the face of your franchise might have a salary cap issue, after he got hurt putting it all on the field for your team in week two against that 
god awful team over there east of us they're not going to get rid of him if they get rid of him there's going to be riots in cleveland so i don't even want to entertain it anymore uh it basically came out that there's no reason to entertain it mary Kay was like they're gonna bring him back it's nick chubb and the browns this is not the team from the past that you're used to <laughs> point blank period i mean nick Nick Chubb is the kind of guy that you cut other players to make sure you have room for your roster on. He's not the guy you cut. We all know that. Yeah. Especially with the cap jumping 30 mil. I don't care with the, um, the value of a running back is anymore. There's, there's still unicorns in this league. Christian McCaffrey is a big reason the 49ers were in the Super Bowl this year. He's a running back. Let it go. Switching gears to another piece of Browns news right quick. Rumors of week one being us versus Philly in Brazil. Juan Thornhill tweeted about it, you know, stirring the pot a little bit. Not that he knows what the NFL schedule is, but Friday night, not in U.S. game. Matt, how do you feel about it? Week one. It would be the second game of the NFL season. Being week one. I'm for it. It's not a mid-season trip to the middle of nowhere. It'd be kind of cool. I think it'd be really cool to open up our season in a foreign country and then have time to fly home and get ready for the rest of the season. If it was mid-season, I'd be a little, eh, I don't want that. But I think opening the year up, that'd be pretty cool. Yeah, I'm like on the fence about it. I'm not going to lie. I'm not ever really a fan of not look me personally being a Clevelander, right? I live downtown. If you didn't know that the East bank sports shows named after, you know, the side of the flats I live in. I love Brown's footballs football, not plural. I don't know why I said that on Sunday. It just feels like Brown's football when it's Sunday. So for me to get off work, at, you know, 2, 3, 4, 5 p.m., whenever, you know, we leave, to then go watch a Browns game on a Friday night, like, yeah, it'll be a good time because everyone will be rowdy downtown. It's a Friday. It just doesn't feel right to me. It doesn't. And that'll be kind of my traditional take, honestly, because I'm a fan of the Dome. I'm a fan of, you know, screwing with the cap. I'm a fan of any modern, you know, NFL player-first take. I just want my footballs on Sundays. Football on Sunday. I mean, I get it, and I don't disagree with you, but I just think the new experience would be really cool. And at the end of the day, what really matters to me is what the team thinks. If all of our players are sitting there going, hey, I hate that idea, I'm not going to be happy about it. But if the team comes out and they're like, yeah, that's cool. We're going to go party in Brazil for a week. Hey, have fun, boys. Win a game. Yeah, uh, I'm excited for it, honestly, if it happens. Uh, It's been a long time coming for the Browns to get, you know, a foreign game, uh, overseas game, even a Mexican game. Uh, We haven't had one of those since uh, we were 0-16. So I'm all here for it. I think you are all here for it. I just, you know, I want my Sunday football at the end of the day. So let's switch it up a little bit here. Circle back to the NBA. Noah, 
All-Star Weekend just concluded, and me being getting into basketball a little more for the first time this season than I ever have, it's kind of excited, you know, All-Star Weekend. That's going to be a cool event. I found it kind of boring, to be honest. And you seem to have some ideas to fix it. Yeah, and we'll keep this short because you're able to go read my article that I wrote about this on fanfirstsports.com. But there's just, you know, a lot of people online talk about the aura of things now. Um, I'm a pretty big music fan in general. I'm into hip hop, that kind of thing. And people talk about an artist's aura, you know, being on stage, being able to perform. I just don't think the all-star game has its aura like it used to. Like I used to be excited and would cut out my weekend for all-star Saturday, the celebrity game, and obviously the all-star game itself. Now I do, and I didn't say this in the article, but I do want to give them credit for going back to just East versus West regular scoring. You know, they moved away with the team captains and the first to whatever points and charity. That's fine. We tried something different and I applaud them for that because that's what I want them to do. Right. I want them to try something different. One other thing before I get into the couple things I mentioned in the article is I miss those warmups where they had like the military style patches on the front with like the players accolades. So like Matt on the document I sent you, you can see LeBron James and Kobe and it has all their, you know, trophies. And if they were a finals MVP and if they were a regular MVP, let's show that off. Let's, let's show that off again. I love that. And I honestly, I didn't include this in the, the article because I found it on Twitter and I didn't want to completely rip off someone's other idea, even though, I doubt every idea I threw into my article was completely original. You know, probably someone else out there thought it admittedly. Um, With that being said, the best part of All-Star Weekend to me was Sabrina versus Steph. And I think we should keep that going because there's this debate about if WNBA players and NBA players can play each other. And I'm not going to get into that, but let's have the three-point champions of both leagues play each other man let's do this every year i love that i love sabrina i'm honestly a little bit into the WNBA, which might be a hot take i took a class in college about women in sports and it really got me into the culture of you know another side of sports that's besides the point let's let's pick this up let's do that I think we should be playing paying players and charities to be in the dunk contest because having G leaguers in the dunk contest is not worth my time. Not it. I'd rather be out with Matt at the Jack like we were a couple weeks ago than watching some guy I've never heard of other than being an NBA fan dunk a basketball. And overall, the last thing that I think the MLB nailed and got rid of is make the all-star game for a home court advantage in the finals. I know that's a controversial one, but it makes the players want to play more because you don't know if you're the 10th seed in the play-in right now, if you make that run and you're in the fourth seed and then all of a sudden you're in the finals and vice versa. Why wouldn't you want to play for that? Regardless of where you're at in the standings come all-star break, that's just my two cents. Matt, what are your thoughts about that whole article? I'm sorry I rambled on you for a second. I mean, really, the two big things I had to add to that are I love the idea of showing off a player's career accolades. 
I mean, they, they work hard to earn those. You have an opportunity to highlight those in an event that every basketball fan is going to be watching and new fans are watching. Do it. It's sort of similar to like the Walter Payton Award, Walter Payton Man of the Year in the NFL. They let every winner of that wear the patch for the rest of their career to show off that they did this amazing accomplishment. I think it'd be worth doing, absolutely. And the second big thing I wanted to touch on was with the three-point contest. I love the idea of bringing Steph and Sabrina back. And one thing I really loved is I saw a lot of ideas on Twitter flying around of, like, make it a 2v2 and bring in another NBA player and another WNBA player or 3v3. And, like, the score type deal and, like, who out whatever out of the two leagues has the best score. That'd be interesting, yeah. too. I wouldn't mind that. You know, you bring the star power of like Sabrina and Steph because, you know, Sabrina has her own shoe and everything at this point. She's probably the face of the WNBA. And you bring Steph in and you make them, you know, go with whoever's the three point shooting contest or contest champion. Or yeah, honestly, yeah, I don't hate that idea either. I wish I would have saw something about that. I might have been able to mention it or drop the tweet in the article that at least gives some credit out there um, for another good idea. No, I just thought that'd be something, you know, bring in more engagement, make it more interesting. Doesn't really seem like you could go wrong with it. The last thing, before we cut to break real quick so we can air, um, you know, our new advertisements, is the Guardian's projected lineup i wanted to hear what your thoughts are this was from barstool cleveland so this isn't like completely official all the only reason i put it in there is because they put bow nailer in the four hole and i love that so i'm actually gonna pull that up here real quick no you're good i have it on our document um and sorry for those that are you know listening to this and have to wait for us to pull it up but yeah i um I wanted to touch base on this real quick before we went to break, and then we'll intro the next topic. The only thing I'm not too confident on is our DH listed there and Loriano being our center fielder. I could definitely see Straw make a run and take center field again, and I think he's got the edge being in Cleveland for a minute. And I think you could see a revolving door at DH the whole year. Yeah, I like De Los Santos playing just because of, you know, the high clean he had as rookie. Uh, I like this starting lineup, honestly, um, just because I think it's interesting and something different. And I'm a Miles Straw hater. So uh, to have him not on the field as well and have Bo in the four hole, I like Jose at the two like they were doing and Josh at the three in terms of the lineup. So yeah, with that being said, we're going to take a couple seconds, cut to break and we'll be back with you. So to wrap up the episode today, there's a tweet going around earlier this week, last week, I forget when it was going viral. It was asking you what moment in sports history if you could, would you change? We took that and decided to, you know, scope it in on Cleveland, come up with our Cleveland moment that we would change, and talk about it. So, Noah, 
what moment in Cleveland sports history would you change? Yeah, and just to add on that too, so in our lifetime, so obviously we're both younger, so we weren't alive during like the Browns getting moved or the Guardians, I almost said the Indians, you know, losing the World Series that year in 97 or 98, right, Matt? Yeah. Um, So we're going with post-2000 Cleveland sports moments we would change. My moment is a collection of moments spearheaded and brought to you by the worst coach in NFL history. If I could go back with an eraser and destroy Hugh Jackson's time in Cleveland, I'm doing it right now and I'm doing it gladly. I don't want to ever see that guy. I don't want him to jump in the lake because we went worse than one in 15. And he said, we won't ever do it again or I'll jump in the lake. And then he had a worst record and did a late jump for charity. And we liked that out of him. The Owen 16 parade, get rid of it. All of that, that, that terrible time between being one in 15, Owen 16, and then thinking that we shouldn't start Baker Mayfield and we shouldn't start Nick Chubb and we should start Carlos Hyde. And all of that could just get out of the Cleveland history books, in my opinion. That's a pretty big moment, but I agree with you wholeheartedly. I, I you would, know. I would be hard pressed. Everybody hated my take that Donovan's a better cab. Tell me there's a worse moment in history that you would want to erase. Tell me there is. I'll wait. I think I could tell you one, but it's just I'm, as a different fan. I know what your moment is. That's why I wanted to start it off and start it off hot. Go for it. So if you've been watching our podcast for a minute now, you know I'm a pretty big baseball fan. Obviously, mine's going to come from baseball. It's going back to the 2016 World Series. The Indians lost to the Chicago Cubs. We all know that. We all know we blew a 3-1 to lead. But I'm going to even microscope this to Game 7, bottom of the ninth. It is a 1-1 count to Jason Kipnis. And he hits a ball so hard. Off the bat, it gone. Game over. World Series is coming to Cleveland. And that ball lands maybe three-foot foul. That ball stays fair. We're World Series champions. It goes foul. We go to extra innings. And we all know the story from there. And I'm going to cry just sitting here talking about it. It makes me so sad. I would love to go back and have a big gust of wind push that ball three feet to the left. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I don't think I I knew that was going to be the one you took. So I wanted to go another route with it, too. I wanted to pick, you know, um, I thought about doing Johnny Manziel getting drafted. I feel like that's an honorable mention because it was a terrible draft that year in general and a waste of a first-round draft pick when there was other players available in that draft that would have had an impact where we're at right now still. With that being said, um, I still think I'm taking getting rid of Hugh. We were the laughing stock and still have this image of being the laughing stock of the NFL because of that man. 
you know, at least the Guardians slash Indians, you know, have always been a respectful baseball franchise, right? Um, I miss the Browns, and I can't even say I miss it because I don't know what it's like being, you know, one of the pinnacle historical franchises in the NFL. I think the only reason that I lean towards that World Series a little more than the Browns' recent lack of success is right now, deep down in my heart, I question whether I'm going to watch Cleveland go to another World Series, let alone win one. But we're on the up track right now for Browns football, and that's a very like pessimistic take. Obviously, it's a revolving door, and in 40 years, it'll be a whole new franchise. But we're on the up track for Cleveland Browns football right now, and I feel like the championship window is opening. So it's a little easier to be like, eh, you know, that's all gone and gone. World Series is, could be pretty far off. I like to not be pessimistic and think that that's not true. Um, but we need the Dolans to sell the team first for that to happen, I feel like. Unless we go on a miracle run, you know. Um, and I wish we do. I just bought my ballpark pass this week, Matt. I will see you at opening day. Mixed with the solar eclipse. But I can't wait. I'm so excited for that as well. I've been watching spring. I've never watched spring training. I've watched two or three games already. And I think we've had three games. So I've watched two. I've watched two. Every opportunity I get. I'm watching teams that aren't even Cleveland. I just, baseball's back. Let's go. Yeah. I'm excited. I was doing something at work today, so I didn't get to watch the one today, um, which had all the starters play at the beginning, which sucked. But um, I think jo- didn't Josh hit a homer or something like that to start? Or I think he had a I, double RBI or something like that. I actually wasn't watching today either, but gotcha. We've had some solid well, performers in. Yeah, no, I've been. Now been really excited i've been paying attention to some of the prospects too since we have the first overall pick maybe that'll come up in a future episode we'll talk about some of the prospects we like but with that being said thank you guys for tuning in to the east bank sports show don't forget to like comment subscribe check out everybody else's content over here at the fanatical elves they are all a bunch of great people with great opinions and great thought processes about cleveland cleveland sports and everything going on um, don't forget to follow us on TikTok and Instagram at East Bank Sports Show. And until next time, Matt, send us off. I hope everybody has a wonderful week. Right now we got a Go Cavs going and a Go Guards in spring training.